Okay, so morning, happy Monday. Welcome to day one of our free five-day reset. If you are watching on the Facebook group, come and say hello. If you're listening on the podcast or watching a bit later on, do still let me know that you've seen this. Um, I love to hear from you all. Um, hope that your day is starting well. I hope that you are looking forward to this reset as much as I am. And thank you for being here with me. Um, the the topic of today, as I mentioned to you yesterday on our kickoff, is about making things easy. And I really want to talk to you about what I mean by that before I start giving you the tips. So I'm going to talk about making it easy and then at the end I've got a few questions that came up after yesterday's kickoff that I just want to address as well and I'm going to share with you your little task for today. So you've all told me that you struggle to find time, you struggle to stick to things, you struggle with consistency and yesterday I told you that making time for you is the key to this, okay, that making that time for you prioritizing your own self-care is the key for this and that fitting in movement eating nutritious food getting the food shopping done none of this happens all those other things none of them happen by accident we don't just wake up and all of a sudden we've got you know a full fridge of healthy food or we've turned up at the gym and that's exactly where making it easy comes in okay one of the key principles to successful weight loss but not just weight loss health physical health emotional health mental health and and just making life run more smoothly is how easy you can make life for yourself so your brain is wired to take the easiest option every single time. That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to keep you safe. It's meant to keep you alive. So it will pick the easiest and what it deems to be the safest option each time. And so sometimes the habits, behaviours and actions that you need to take for weight loss, for better health, for self-care are not the easiest ones, they're not the most fun, and they're not the most exciting. So this step is key. And also, bearing in mind I just said to you that your brain is wired to keep you safe and to pick the safe, the easiest option. If you think about it, sometimes the things we need to do in order to lose weight, to be healthier, to be happier, are things that make us slightly uncomfortable. So, you know, if you're not used to regularly taking exercise, for example, then starting to do that is going to make you feel uncomfortable. If you'd much rather finish your day with a packet of biscuits or a big bar of chocolate, then finishing your day with like some Greek yogurt and fruit is not going to feel comfortable. If you're not used to planning in healthy meals and cooking them, you're just used to winging it and grabbing a couple of slices of toast, that's going to feel uncomfortable. That's normal. 
is the first thing I need you to understand. And this step is key to helping you with that. Okay. So this is, is, it's simple and maybe you do some form of this anyway, but what I want you to think about with making it easy is start by planning your week ahead. Now, I don't just mean make sure your diary is up to date. I mean that make sure everyone knows where they need to be, at what time, you've done everything you need to make sure that that all happens and you've identified the pinch points and potential problems and thought about ways around them. And that you've also scheduled in time for you. If you had a work meeting that was in your diary or even if you just think about your day's work, you wouldn't dream of not turning up to a work meeting or just not turning up to work. And that's the way I want you to start approaching making these plans and the and this time for you. You know, planning in time for food shopping. It's I'm sorry if you can hear my stomach. I'm I'm getting hungry and it's rumbling. Um so planning in these times, the times that you need to do things. So planning in time for your food shopping, planning in time to get your walk in, planning in time for preparing your meals, planning in time for getting to the gym if you're a member of the gym, planning in a bit of you time. Okay, so I'm going to take you through a little bit of a process that I use and I encourage my um, clients to use. I normally do this at the weekend, so a Saturday or a Sunday. So I'll put aside 15 minutes. I normally do it first thing in the morning before anyone else in the house is up. And I check my diary. I check where everyone needs to be at what time and what and how long for. Now, my son goes back to school tomorrow. He's 12 and a half. You know, he that's that's sorted. I don't need to do a school run anymore. He gets a bus. So that's one one thing that's that's easier for me nowadays. But what I do need to make sure that I do is that I have an hour scheduled for when he gets home to help him with his homework and spend a bit of time with him. So once he goes back to school, kind of four till five o'clock is taken out of my work day because that's his time. And then, you know, like, for example, this week, I know he's got a uh, uh, doctor's appointment on Thursday so I need to make sure that I've got no book no calls booked in either either side of that I know that I've got um, appointments this this week as well so checking where we all need to be at what time I want you to then consider what that means for your food plans so what does that mean for your like shopping for when you're cooking what does that mean for your own plans? So when do you need to be at work? When can you get a walk in? If you go to the gym, when can you go to the gym? You know, for me, it's about walking the dog and anything else that you need to do. So you've looked at where everyone needs to be. You need to look at your own plans as well. And then you need to change anything that needs to be changed. So this morning, something I realised is I've got an optician's appointment 
15 minutes after a podcast recording that's not going to be that's not going to work because the opticians is half an hour away and I can't do a podcast recording from a Starbucks so I've moved the the opticians appointment okay so change anything around that needs to be changed work out where you might need help now help could be from the other half if you haven't got another half friends it could be from the kids themselves yesterday I went on Facebook and I talked about how you can get the kids involved in their own back to school process so getting them ready for back to school so Charlie's job yesterday was that he needed to sort his desk out he needed to put his laptop on charge and he needed to sort his school bag out because I am not spending time doing that today right so where do you need help you know rely on rely on friends maybe you you're friends with um mums at the kids school maybe you're friends with your neighbors like help help each other out then what we do is we make sure that that all of that can be done that's all planned into the diary so i i make plans with myself I make appointments with myself. I plan in all the things that I need to do for me. So like I said, my gym sessions, my walk, my down time, seeing friends cooking, chilling, all the big rocks of my working time all go into my diary. Okay, so for example, last week, Monday was bank holiday. We were going to my mother-in-law's for lunch. So I needed to, I I knew I needed to plan around that, okay? So being self-employed, I can't always take all of the bank holidays off. So I planned in a couple of hours to get my client check-ins done in the morning. I still wanted to get to the gym last Monday, even though it was bank holiday, because if I go on a Monday, it sets me up for the rest of the day. But no, I knew the gym wouldn't be open at six o'clock like it normally is on a Monday. I knew it would be open later, so I planned to go later. And then I knew that for the rest of that week, Charlie had a football camp. So I planned in with him and some of the other mums. And we'd loosely done this a few weeks before. Thank you, Hannah, for initiating that. Um, So we just confirmed who was picking up the boys and taking them from football club. We shared that across the three days. Now, I know that doing this might seem really obvious, But I want you to ask yourself and honestly answer, right, how often do you do this? Or do you do it for everyone else and not yourself? Dog's making funny noises. You know, do you make sure that the kids are all organised I bet you this is what a lot of you do you make sure the kids are all organised you make sure anything for extended family or the other half or your parents is all organised you make sure that if a friend's asked you to do something that's all organised but you wing it for yourself and that is why you always end up at the bottom of the priority list because you organise everyone else first and then you try to slot in the things for you last minute and it's like trying to do a jigsaw puzzle without the picture okay so this is how I recommend that you plan your week you manage your week 
This is how I encourage my clients to do it. This is how I encourage them to manage going forward. This is how they stay on top of their goals. They make progress, okay? And also, there's like other reasons for doing this. You know, it really helps save money if you are planning all your meals around the plans um, because you're not going to the supermarket every couple of days. So you're saving money. It really helps... Um, with making sure that your stress levels are low because you've given yourself a view of the week ahead, okay? So here's what I want you to do because obviously we're on Monday. I want you to look at the rest of this week. I want you to look at where you need to be and what time. What does this mean for food, okay? Because whilst I've not given you in this reset any food lists, any you know suggested meal plans or anything like that, I've given you some guidelines around eating five, six portions of fruit and veg a day and some protein with every meal. So I want you to look at what this means for your food. Have you got enough food in for the rest of the week? Where do you need to get some more in? Where do you need to be prepared? If you're out and about, do you need to make something ahead of time or will you need to grab something on the way? And if you need to grab something on the way, what's your best option? What about the things for you? When are you going to get some walks in? Because one of the things that I've asked you to do every day this week is to get outside for a walk if you can for at least 10 minutes. When will you have time to make sure that you've got a healthy, nutritious, filling lunch every day? When will you take some downtime? What do you need help with? Who can help you? What changes do you need to make? Do you need to cancel anything or move anything? I bet that's going to that's going to pull on a few of you actually do I need to cancel something or say no to something because I know a lot of you really struggle with saying no to people and if there's no time for you in the next five days something needs to change and if you need my help with that then get in touch with me okay so There are a few questions that came up after yesterday's kickoff, which I thought I'd talk about to end this morning's session. So the first one was emotional eating and my tips for this. Now, the first thing I want to say is that some form of emotional eating is normal. You are not going to completely eradicate this from your life because from a very early age we are taught to soothe our hurts and our worries with a cup of tea and a biscuit or whatever it might have been for you and your family. Now I know a few of my clients are doing this reset with us this week and I'm sure they'll comment on the emotional eating part because I know a few of them and past clients have really worked hard on this it is not something that can be fixed overnight. So I can't sit here and give you five tips for emotional eating and it be fixed for you by tomorrow. Because you've likely spent years using food to deal with your emotions. And the clients that work with me have been working on this for months. Most of my clients emotionally eat. And the work that we do to unpick these behaviours and the emotions takes time, it takes effort, it takes work. 
But this step of making it easy for yourself through planning and preparing is one step towards it. Because life will always throw stresses at us. That's the nature of life. But if we're organised, if we've got nutritious food in hand, if we're not stressing to try and get the kids here, there and everywhere because we've not looked at what the, the week looks like ahead... If we're planning and preparing for our days, we put ourselves in a better position to avoid that emotional eating. And if you're planning and preparing for your own downtime, your own you time every day, and by the way, downtime doesn't necessarily mean sitting in front of Netflix or scrolling on your phone. And in fact, I challenge that that is not true downtime. So, you know, self-care time you time getting out for a walk looking after yourself you know taking some some quiet time with a book or even just a cup of tea and sitting outside while it's still warm enough to drink it that all puts you in a better position to avoid emotional eating or to not need to use food to deal with your emotions okay So that's the first thing. The second thing that was mentioned quite a few times in forms and also asked to me personally yesterday was about menopause. So many many of you going through this reset um, have, have talked about how your body is changing and you feel differently because you're either perimenopausal or you're postmenopausal. And 80% of my clients are either peri or postmenopausal. So it's something that we talk about a lot in my programs. Now, firstly, everything we cover this week is relevant to you, whether you are menopausal or not. There are no huge changes you need to make to lose weight in menopause than if you were trying to lose weight, get healthier, fitter, and not be in menopause. But the reason that you might find it more difficult is because the symptoms that you might be experiencing during menopause, like insomnia, fatigue, mood swings, make sticking to your plans so much more challenging. Okay, so making it easy is hugely relevant here as well. You know, if you're not sleeping well, that's one of the biggest things that has affected me in perimenopause is sleep. If you're not sleeping well, how can you make sure that your day is set up so that dealing with that lack of sleep is easier and that you don't feel you need to reach for the chocolate or the biscuits or the crisps or the caffeine at a time, which is then only going to make your sleep even worse. Okay. Um... A lot of you also talked about how your body is changing in menopause and the first thing I want to say is that is normal. Our changing hormone levels mean that our body stores fat in different places. So many of you might have found that whereas you previously maybe didn't store as much fat around your tummy, now you're storing a lot more fat around your tummy than you used to. And again, what I want to say to you is you can still make changes at this time in your life. You can still lose weight. You can still be more active. You can still improve your mental health. You can still get fitter. But what it takes is some adaptations so that you can best support yourself at this time and for your life. And that's exactly what I do in my programs. That's exactly what I offer to my clients is helping them to take these 
these basics, these actions, these behaviours and apply them to their lives. Because the way it works for me won't necessarily work for for you. The way it works for one of my clients won't necessarily work for the next client. Because we all have different lives. We all have different pressures. We all have different stresses. And when it comes to menopause, we all experience that differently. So this is still hugely relevant for you, even more so, I would say, if you're experiencing menopause symptoms. Okay, so I'd love for you to share either in the Facebook group, on the WhatsApp group, um, what has been the most helpful process for you once you've gone through that process of re of, of re-evaluating what your week looks like of doing that planning okay what's most helpful and what have you changed like let me know how that's gone for you I'd love to hear so you'll see a post pop up in the group in about 10 minutes and you can come back to that that's your task for the day come back to that and let me know how you've got on with this task and if you're listening on the podcast you can let me know an email you can let me know in whatsapp don't forget the more you interact on this group in whatever form the more you will get out of this so utilize me I'm here for you for the next five days you can ask me questions reach out if you need support reach out that's what I'm here for Okay, that's everything for this morning. I hope that you have an awesome day. Don't forget, go sit now, prepare, get some time scheduled, get what you need from life this week, put into that diary, make appointments with yourself and then find where you need help for those pinch points. Okay, have an awesome day. I'll be popping in and out of the group all day. I'm also on the WhatsApp group. So come and say hello. If you haven't joined it, please do. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at the mum boss method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.